Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Wednesday morning, April 21st. I'm Tom Short and so glad to have you along where we get into the Word of God each day, look at what the Bible has to say, and pray over what it says, and trust that God's Word is going to transform us from the inside out. It always does. It performs its work in those of us who believe. I'm glad to have you all along. A special welcome if this is your first time or you're new or we... I urge you, encourage you to come with us and join us every day. And to those of you those of you who do tune in every day, a special thank you as well for being part of this online community of people who are seeking God, disciples of Christ, wanting to follow Him fully. We're in Columbus today, just on a personal note. We were told we might get an inch of snow. We've had some nice, beautiful spring weather, and they were saying we might get an, up to an inch of snow last night. We woke up. I think there's probably about four inches out there, and it's kind of a winter wonderland, beautiful time when any of our budding spring flowers will now have to start all over again and wait till maybe next year. But anyway, we're so glad to have you along and move ahead. Today's verse, I just love it. I use it often as an introduction to the gospel. It's Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Jesus says, enter in by the narrow gate, for the gate, is, the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and many are they who travel by it. But the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. I often ask people in the gospel, in sharing the gospel as an introduction, have you heard of the two paths in life that Jesus talks about? Hardly anyone ever has. And they so they'll say no, and I'll say I'll read this verse. There are two paths in life, and you point out that the two paths they're very different. One path, it's a lot of people are on that path. It's the it's a broad path. Many people travel by it. The other path, few people enter in that gate, and few people travel on that path. There's probably a reason. The broad path must be easier to get in there, must be easier to get through the gate, easier to walk in that path. That's, that would be probably the major mo motivation why most people would travel on it. It's more comfortable for them. It's more something they would like. It's, it's less challenging. The narrow path, the entering the small gate and the narrow path, there are fewer people on that path. And it's probably, the reason is it's more difficult to be on that. It's more challenging. It's, it presents uh, it's just harder. It's less comfortable. However, the broad path, we're told, leads to destruction. And the narrow path leads to life. The broad path offers immediate gratification and long-term misery. The narrow path offers a, a difficult to enter, immediate difficulty long-term reward, satisfaction, and life. And so Jesus says to enter in this way. Now, he's talking, I believe, about salvation, but it relates to so many things. Last night in my email, I said, you know, one area where we see this all the time in our culture today, immediate gratification has to do with our money. We have such easy credit available to us. And you don't have to ask if you can afford something. You just ask, can I afford the payments? And I, and I don't have to wait for it, wait till I have the money for it. I can get it now, right now, and end up, I, you know, I, I enjoy it now, and I pay for it over the long term. 
Another area that's, you know, really big in our culture today is the immediate gratification that comes sexually. More and more people, they don't, why get married? Why wait till marriage? We'll just go ahead and do whatever we want now. And consequently, fewer and fewer people are getting married and fewer people, does marriage mean that much? Because that which was God meant to be reserved for marriage, waiting for marriage, special for marriage, is, you know, you know, you just get it now. Get it on first date. Get it, get it tonight. Go, you know, in our day, you may not know this, but, you know, the young people now, they've got these apps where you just, who's in my area? Do I know them or not? And it's called a hookup. It's immediate gratification. I mean, immediate gratification. But boy, how they're damaging their lives long term, how they're damaging their, their ability to have real intimacy and joy and lifelong loving relationship. Whatever we sow, we'll reap. And I think Jesus is saying, you know, the, the farmer, when he, sows his, when he sows his crop, he doesn't see an immediate result. It's months before the harvest comes. And some people, you know, we, we in our culture, we've got to watch because we have such, if this was a difficult thing in Jesus' day, so much more. I don't think they had fast food in Jesus' day. I don't think they had microwave ovens in Jesus' day. There's always been the tendency to want, want it now quick, and, and worry about paying later, and then the price comes and it's an expensive one. Even more so in our culture with all of our modern conveniences. We can be, be trained in this to not expect or not, not plan for that long term. I, I will wait, get things properly, rightly, rightly. I'll enter by the narrow gate because my reward is in the future. But I think this is talking really more than anything about life. It, it can be seen in some of these practical areas, but it's talking about eternal life. That to follow Christ now, it means I enter the narrow gate. My reward may not come until eternal life. My reward might not come until heaven. There may be many rewards now. I certainly have been in my life, probably in yours as well. But our real reward, the real reward, will come in eternity. You know, I... When on campus, obviously, with, you know, when I preach on campus, obviously it's with the heart a man believes. And some people say, you know, what keeps people from coming to Christ? Well, ultimately, it's their heart is hard. But lots of times, also, they've got a mind that's closed. And we need to share apologetic information. We need to share evidences and reasons for them to consider faith in Christ. Usually, that doesn't save them. That just knocks down barriers that are in the way of them looking to Christ. It, the apologetics takes away the intellectual obstacles. It's still the heart that has to humble itself and submit to God. But I often say, too, that what keeps many people... What keeps most people from following Christ in our day and age, more than anything, is they lack one of these. They lack a backbone. They lack spine. They lack courage. It takes courage to enter in by the narrow gate. It takes courage to, be, to walk with the few. It takes courage not to be on the broad path with the many who travel, but to be with the few who are walking on the narrow path with Jesus. It takes courage. Where does that courage come from? Well, God gives it to us. In 1 Timothy chapter, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, we read this. Paul says, "For not God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power 
and love and sound judgment. My friends, the power of God enables us to have the courage to be walk in that narrow path. Call upon God for his power. The love of God allows us to walk on that narrow path because we will love God more and we'll love him more. And, and for that matter, we will love others more not to walk in that broad path with them, but to call them to the narrow path. He gives us sound judgment to see through the, the, the fake, the fakeness that the world offers that's temporary and fleeting and empty and futile. These are the things God gives us. He gives us power, love, sound judgment, and this enables us to overcome timidity and the fear of man. In John chapter 7, or excuse me, John chapter 16 and verse 33, Jesus says this, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Take courage. Brothers and sisters, might I encourage you, might I encourage you to take courage. Might I instill you with courage. Might God give you courage. Courage means that in the face of fear, difficulty, challenges, obstacles, that you have the wherewithal, you have the, the backbone, you have the ability to face those difficulties without wavering, without running, without cowardice, without turning away, without giving up. In our day and age, as always, it takes courage to follow God, to follow Christ, to be a believer. In our day and age, to stand up for what's right and true, it takes courage. I'm reminded, though, not only of scripture, but I'm reminded of one of my favorite movies on leadership, Braveheart, in which Braveheart says to one of the nobles, he said, people don't follow titles, they follow courage. They don't follow titles, they follow courage. God wants to make you a leader in your family, in your community. He wants to make you a leader. People who You will lead people to Christ. He wants to... He wants to uh, it doesn't might might not mean you have a big title or a position, but you have courage, and people will follow courage, and it's really true, and that's what's needed. Where does it come from? The spirit of God. God will give us a spirit of courage. Trust Him for it, pray for it, act upon it. When we stand up and step forward for God, He gives us the courage. He doesn't give it to us first; He gives it to us as we stand up. It says in. Hebrews 11, of the men of faith, they were made mighty in battle, not before the battle. They were made mighty in the battle. And God gives you what you need as you are in the battle, as you stand up, as you act, as you, as you take your stand, you'll find yourself infused with courage by the Spirit of God. Enter in by that narrow gate. Let's be people who do that, who walk that narrow path, because we know there's a great reward that follows. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you are the God of encouragement. Lord, when we live in a world with challenges and fears and danger, when we live in a world where people oppose us, disagree with us, mock us, slander us, set a trap for us, we thank you that rather than lose heart, rather than become discouraged, 
courage. Rather than lose courage, we can be people who stand firm, who stand strong, who stand up, and who are infused with courage by you. Oh, Father, encourage us, we pray. Fill us with the ability, the strength to walk the narrow path. I pray, Lord, today for each one of us that we would not be always looking around and counting the numbers, asking if we're in the majority. We're not. We're not. You never told us we should expect to be. You told us, enter in by the narrow gate. Few would find the path of life. Help us today, Father, not to be guided by the marketing all around us, the advertising, the voice of men, but to be guided by the voice of God. We are your sheep, and your sheep hear your voice, and your sheep follow you. And Father, help us as we walk on that narrow path to have absolute conviction that we are on the right path, absolute conviction, so that we will be instilled with faith, instilled with power from your Holy Spirit, filled with the love of God, and a sound mind to see and understand the futility of the world and the rightness of your way. Oh, Father, today we pray, today instill us with such courage to walk the narrow path we ask. Use us for your glory. Fill us with your joy. Wherever we go, whoever we meet, I pray, Lord, they would know that they were in the presence of someone who's a follower of Christ, who's different, who emanates the light of the, light of the world through Jesus Christ. We bless you today. We pray, Father, in our land, we pray for peace in our land. I know, Lord, there's there's big trial verdict yesterday. We pray for peace in our land. We pray, Lord, and cry out to you more than anything we need revival in our land. Our land is experiencing the broad path. Our land is experiencing that we entered the broad path years ago. It seems like our country decided to go down the broad path, and we're now, it's, it doesn't happen right away, but the destruction comes. Oh, Lord, how we pray for a multitude, a revival, and a multitude to switch paths through faith in Jesus Christ, to switch paths, to get on the narrow path, to walk with you. We cry out for revival in our land. We pray, cry out for the gospel to go forth. Raise up many workers for your gospel who are courageous, who speak your truth, and who people will hear, turn to Christ, and follow him. We pray these things today. and We bless you with all of our heart. Thank you for hearing us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks, there's our marching orders today. Hey, amen. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, 2 Timothy 1.7, but a power, love, and a sound mind, sound judgment. Take courage. In the world we have tribulation, but take courage. Jesus has overcome the world, so we walk that narrow path with him. And he is our reward. The great reward that awaits us is him. He walks it with us. God bless you. Thanks for joining me. And uh, make sure to tell your friends. Post this on social media, your Facebook, Instagram, wherever you post things. Pass the word. And uh, let's raise up a mighty host of courageous Christians. Join me each day. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, hit the notify button, like this, leave your comments. I always like to know who's here. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning where we continue in our daily word and prayer. God bless you. See you tomorrow.